Hello and welcome to Hit the Target English Premier League. I'm Chad Nagel, your host for today. And joining me in the studio is Joshua Gaylord and we also have Panele Piqua. Welcome, gents. The same panel as um, last week. It's good to be back uh, discussing all things EPL. It's been exciting. I mean, um, the EPL this season is just um, full of drama, full of upsets, no invincibles, you know, crazy things are happening. Arsenal, top of the table. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting season. We'll see how it goes. Um, we're now towards the last rounds before the break. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, <clears throat> I like the way you said crazy things, as you said, uh, Arsenal on top of the table. Um, but yeah, same guys in the studio. It's been two match days before uh, we've been back together. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's been a lot of changes already. Some interesting telling points going into this uh, game week. And yeah, I'm excited for some of these fixtures this weekend. There's some big ones. Josh, let me just ask you, because going from last week's podcast, I did ask the question whether you felt Arsenal, your side Arsenal, were in a title race. And this was before uh, Manchester City uh, suffered defeats against uh, Liverpool. So let me ask you now, after that result, we know that City are beatable. We've seen uh, the team that Arsenal have beaten, Liverpool, go and take three points against them. So are you feeling optimistic uh, uh, about a title chain, uh, title uh, aspirations for Arsenal, or is it just top four? Still, You're still sticking to your guns with that? Look, I think the mandate for Arsenal is top four, obviously. Um, <coughs> after missing out last season, that's still the number one priority. I feel like there's a lot of teams that are vying for the title. Um, last season, uh, we'll get to it later when we discuss Liverpool, but they were far off of Man City and they finished just within the points. Um, I don't take Jürgen Klopp's words likely, or not likely, I don't take them at all when he says that they're not in a title race. Um, they showed what they are capable of doing against the best team in the league. Um, and Man City, they can also go easily on another 10-game winning streak. Uh, they, they never... Or hard, I don't know when's the last time they've won at Anfield. Um, and unfortunately, I was sorely wrong uh, on the podcast last week. Um, they maintain that of not getting three points at Anfield. Um, so, and yet again, they still win the league convincingly. So, City still are number one favourites. United, um, they even seem to be showing some brilliance. Uh, they really ran right against Tottenham. Um, so there's still a lot of shuffling happening at the top of the table. Obviously, Arsenal are at the top at the moment. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see that midweek clash between Manchester City and Arsenal. Um, that would have been a telling tale. But at the end of the day, I think I can I can say once it gets to that January, February, in between that, that, that time, then I can start uh, hoping that Arsenal can win the league. Okay, well... Um, let's let's talk about the football. Uh, let's get straight into it. There's so much to discuss. We know, of course, there's that big game on Sunday where Chelsea uh, welcome Manchester United to Stamford Bridge. Um, two sides on the up currently. Uh, but let's go straight into the opening game, which is Liverpool, who travel to face Nottingham Forest on Saturday in the early kickoff. Uh, Liverpool, since losing to Arsenal, they've together a three-game winning streak across all competitions and they look like they are finding their rhythm surely easy pickings uh, against Nottingham Panele definitely for me I think this um, this is the bank of the day 
Um, we, st- we get to start off the day with the bank. I mean, after be- uh, beating Man City, this is a perfect opportunity for Liverpool to um, go four, four games in a row now, you know. So the confidence is there. The spirit is there. People are now talking, are they back in the title race? And you wouldn't want to break that, you know, maybe with the... A difficult game to like up the bridge or or something like that, you know, like those tough grounds. So this is a perfect um, game for for Liverpool. Of course, um, it's, it's it's it. They haven't won it yet. They still have to play it. They can't come with that mentality. Otherwise, it will work against them. But they professionals, I think for me, um, this is a type of game that Liverpool are licking their lips and say we've beaten Man City. We went on. Uh, Mununes scored again, two on the bounce. So I think, yeah, perfect run for me to make um, three on the bounce and say, go Liverpool. So I, I think this one, Liverpool win 2 is my is my pick. Look, Nottingham Forest answers uh, against, I forget the midweek fixture, the midweek fixture um, against Brighton. Brighton were all over them. Uh, Brighton looked excellently coached. But at the end of the day, Nottingham Forest looked like they had no coach. To be fair, and they just <laughs> and they just gave the the new manager a contract. Uh, it, it, to me, it made no sense. Um, it still makes no sense to me. Um, but Nottingham Forest, when they when they get to that final third, or when they two or three occasions that they got to the final third only, they just looked a little bit lost. The players looked like they seemed looked at each other like, "Where were you? Why weren't you there for the pass?" Uh, they end up going down to the byline and just whipping across, not looking into the box, trying to find a man. They just don't look, it looks like they're not too sure what to do up front. Um, or they don't look like a team up front, rather. Liverpool at the moment, they, like you're saying, they can build on that momentum. Everybody looking like they are back in the title charge or title race. Um, I know one of our resident Liverpool fans who has been missing for a couple of weeks, Donovan Villa, he says the early kickoff on a Saturday, it's, uh, as we say in South Africa, it's parties. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, um, it's a match that can go horribly wrong. But for me, I'm in agreement with you, Banile. This is the bank of the weekend. Liverpool struggle, uh, struggled a bit against Fulham early on in the season. But against the other promoted team, Bournemouth, we saw what they did. Mm. 9-0, massive, massive victory. Um, and now they face another newly promoted side that is struggling. Fulham is the one that we've seen. They've gone on. They've done a bit better. Nottingham Forest is struggling. Bournemouth is struggling. This is the bank of the weekend. Definitely. No, I would definitely agree with that. I would say Liverpool, certainly, if you look at the whole set of fixtures in the Premier League this week, I think Liverpool, away to Nottingham Forest, are a certainty. And I expect it to be a, a bit of a bloodbath. And we know that Liverpool have that in there. We've seen them recently beat, was it Rangers 7-1? Mm. So, you know, they could. I expect them to put Nottingham to the sword here. Yeah. And I think... Um, one to four is a bit too short, but you can look at uh, the minus two handicap, uh, which should bump up uh, your bet slip. Um, the next game sees Everton um, host Crystal Palace. Now, this should be a good game uh, between two good managers, while one being uh, the, the standout manager, Patrick Vieira, but Frank Lampard's done a, a quite a decent job with Everton this season. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's Everton are not the team they were fighting a relegation last season. There's a lot of improvements in in in, in this team, but um, like I said um, last week, you know, a lot of teams will crumble, especially after the World Cup. You know, there are teams that have players who are fighting so hard just so they can make the World Cup. You know, after the World Cup, they won't be as motivated. You know, um, players like you, 
your Jesse Lingard, your Idrissa Gays, you know, those are type of players who are putting their bodies on the line just so they can go to the World Cup and, and be part of the, the national their national teams. After the World Cup, um, they'll just be fighting relegation. So it'll be interesting to see how Lampard does. And then so far, I mean, he's lost three in a row. It's, it's, it's working against him. And this is perfectly the the time where you should be collecting points before the World Cup when you have players motivated, playing for something, you know, because come January, there'll be nothing to play for, but... Um, Possibly a top six. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not a top six. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And these are the games he'll look at and say, guys, let's go all out. But yeah, um, the, the three defeats in a row don't read well. And yeah. you're up against a, a Crystal Palace side that has lost once in the last five games. You know, yeah. you know you're know, you up for it. The good thing is that you're playing at home. That's that's the only good thing, you know. But yeah, I do trust Everton at home. I think they can get the job done. Draw the line in their last... to 10. I think they can get the job done, you know. Draw the line in the last fixture against United you'll see that they've been fairly decent at home. So yeah. I think Everton can, you know, if you're looking for value and you love the home teams at high odds, then Everton for me is 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 the team you can side with. Josh, you going to agree with that? No, I think I'm I'm swaying more in the corner of Patrick Vieira's men. Um, mm. Not for bias reasons. Um, I think Everton have, last week I put some praise on them and I feel like they have looked a lot better. Just the results haven't, been that great. Uh, even against Newcastle United, uh, that one little defeat wasn't, it, it wasn't, you could say it was a bit telling mm. uh, in terms of like they def- on the counter, they're not that great. Uh, Newcastle were winning the ball in the middle of the park and they were just a bit scrambled when, when they were checking back. Um, and, and Newcastle didn't, or don't rather have a striker that's very direct. Um, their new signing is just, he's unfortunately been out. He played, I think, three or four games, scored a couple of goals, and now Alexander Isak. He'll be out till, I think it's after the World Cup. Um, and when it comes to Crystal Palace, they have forwards who are very direct. They have midfielders who are very direct. And I think if they are able to win the ball in similar positions against Everton, um, I, I, I tend to side in uh, Crystal Palace getting an away victory, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is a tough game. I think it should be a game that um, could produce a lot of goals, certainly goal-scoring opportunities. I think I, I like Everton, but I'm not sold on them. Uh, as Benelli says, uh, you know, the three losses in a row don't bode well. Um, Crystal Palace, we know what they're about. But I think the safest bet is both teams to score, and I think that's where my money will be. Um, moving on. Uh, Manchester City will be looking to respond after that defeat um, away at Liverpool. They host a Brighton side who have punched above their weight this season. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, after Graham Potter left, uh, you know, things haven't been the same at Brighton. You know, so yeah, they're playing well, but they're just failing to get that that win, you know. So winning at the Etihad is a big ask. We're not expecting that. Uh, Nobody's asking that, you know. If if it happens, it's a job well done, biggest upset of the season. But um, to be honest, I don't think it will happen. You know, uh, Man City, uh, after uh, that the defeat against Liverpool, you know, this is a game where they'll want to bounce back, make a statement, and say, look, we are still um, favourites for for the Champions League. We're still favourites for 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 the league. You know, a lot of people are now saying, 
Arsenal, like the questions you were asking Chad earlier on, there's a lot of that, you know. So they'll want to end talks and, and they'll want to end such talks before even their players start, um, even before Arsenal starts getting the confidence or their players start having that doubt and thinking they, there's a team that, that can challenge them. So this is a perfect opportunity for City to win both halves if, if you a punter that likes those type of markets or win to nil, you know, things like that. I think for me, um, those those are the ones. I'd, I'd go for Man City to win both halves, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's not much to analyze on the game. Yeah, I think Man sure. City take this victory. Um, what is interesting for me, uh, I've actually kind of liked the new manager at Brighton. I think they're playing a slightly different brand of football to what Graham Potter had with the squad, <coughs> but they are... Uh, a lot more quick-paced in their position. They, they, I think there's some position stats that have come out just over the last couple of fixtures with him in charge, and he's the the position of the ball uh, with this manager is like increased dramatically. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes up against Manchester City. Who they on that's that's their forte. That's yeah. what they're known for. Um, so it'll be just be interesting to watch this fixture see how they play if they change how they want to play if they maintain it and try to take it to Manchester City because they have been taking it to everybody since he's joined um they were unfortunate not to get a goal uh, midweek that was uh, that was shocking they Trossard smashed the post early on um they were always looking menacing they left Nottingham Forest with nothing on that pitch. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go against Manchester City if they maintain that. But yeah. in terms of the results, it's only Manchester City. If you look for your exotics, uh, you can take your pick. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think Manchester City, Brighton are a fantastic team. Uh, they've been very impressive this season. And like I said before, they have punched above their weight and they tend to um, go into these games against the tougher opponents, uh, fearless, you know, ready to... Uh, sticking to the way they play, um, they like the ball. Um, and I, I just think Manchester City, they're going to need to respond, especially after that defeat uh, away at Liverpool. A lot of, despite the game being played at Anfield, there were there was a lot of people that, that, that said Manchester City were favourites and expected Man City to uh, get the points there. But I think they'll respond and I think they'll beat uh, Brighton. Now, the next game is the big one. I think I made the mistake in the beginning of the podcast. I mentioned this game on Sunday, but it's actually Saturday. It's Chelsea versus Manchester United at Stamford Bridge. Uh, two juggernauts um, who aren't at the peak of their powers, but are probably on the road to getting there, if that's a fair assessment of both sides. I think this always produces fireworks and even the games that end as stalemates it's always a good game it's always a good watch for me uh, it's Chelsea versus Manchester United Bonilla. yeah look um, if if you're being honest this is a fixture that hasn't lived to expectations if we look at the past two seasons you know last season there were two 1-1 draws and the season before that there were two goalless draws you know so it's there hasn't been a winner in, in the last four Premier League games and it's 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 unlike the two teams before they'd always go have a go at each other. You'd see four nils. You'd see you know. Um, Is it just too much respect for either side? I think so. I think so. And when you when you look at the form coming into this game, exactly identical. You know, um, both teams are unbeaten in the last in the last five in the last five one draw and four wins. You know, exactly identical. 
Um, I like the defensive of Chelsea. You know, they haven't conceded a goal in the last five games, which is absolutely incredible. Yeah. But also um, United <coughs> also haven't conceded a goal in the last three games, you know. So you look at two um, good sides that are starting because, like you said, they, they're not at their peak yet. And if, if you want to build a winning team, a team that can challenge um, for trophies, you have to start sorting out your backline. You know, um, once you stop conceding goals and start scoring goals, yeah. then it, it becomes easy to build that um, that momentum, and that's exactly what these two sides have done. You know, they haven't conceded a lot of goals. United, if you draw a line, I mean, the City game where they conceded six in that one game, you'll see that their defense has improved a lot from from the defense that was chopping and changing from New Maguire's to this one to that one last season, you know, there's a lot of improvements and you look at Chelsea, you can see this is a club that spent a lot of money buying um, uh, defend, uh, defenders. There are some weaknesses in both sets of defence, even though they haven't conceded a goal in, in as many games. You look at Chelsea first, you know, your Thiago Silvers, your Koulibaly is very strong defenders, very strong physically, but I think they can be caught for pace. Um, a player like Rashford um, can can catch them for pace, you know. So maybe that's what United will be trying to exploit. And we've seen also there are some cracks. Um, Ulisandro Martinez and Uveran, as, as as solid as they have been recently, but there are some cracks and they can be caught as well, you know. So it will be a game that can go either way, but I still think a draw here. We'll, I think we'll see the fifth throw in a row in the league. So, yeah, uh, these You're two gonna sides. You're going to follow the trend? I'll follow the trend and, 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 and go for a draw. So last season, there were two one ones. The season before, two nil-nils. I think this season, we're going back to nil-nil. So I'll go for um, a, a correct score here and say nil-nil draw. Huh. I, I, I can see why you're saying that. Um, and Rashford, you mentioned Rashford in this mix, just to single out a few players. Um, against Tottenham, he looked totally different than what we've seen in recent times. Uh, running at players, finding uh, opening up a bit of space to shoot, um, unfortunately, unfortunately for him alone, Loris was just <laughs> World Cup Loris. Uh, yeah. That why he's won that trophy besides the defense in front of him. Um, Sorry, just while you're on Rashford, he has hurt Chelsea in the past. Well, there's a there's a anytime goal scorer market, um, but Kepa has been ridiculously phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if you think the the person behind him has won Afcon, he's won the Champions League with Chelsea. Yeah. Um, Came second he, for the Yassin. He uh, can't get in trophy. front of Kepa at the moment, and Kepa is 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 sticking it to Chelsea. He, he wants to he wants to maintain his position there. Um, I think this midweek one in Brentford, he made some phenomenal saves, but more more uh, um, shocking, not shockingly, more emphatically against Aston Villa. Yeah, he he pulled off double saves. He dominated the yeah. the penalty area. He just looked phenomenal. So the, there's those kind of factors that I think United might struggle with. As well as it's it's hard to for United fans to now be excited about their tunnel win over Tottenham with Cristiano just leaving before the before the game's even yeah. over. Um it's that that I think Ten Hag will have his hands full this season with the the dressing room as it normally is at United. But um they are playing excellent football. I think United are pl- looking very good. Yes They've struggled to uh, to defeat uh, bigger teams in the past, but now they seem to be coming through to it. Um, this is going to be a tough game. Uh, I, I feel like the draw is the, the the bet to make, but I don't. I can't agree with the nil nil one. I think the the forward players are hungry. 
Um, Chelsea have some hungry players up front. They didn't hit the mark against Brentford, um, but there's Aubameyang trying to get his mark back in in British football. There's Havertz who made some good runs and shows surprising strength going forward. For if you just look at him through a TV screen for his stature, um, it's going to be a tough game, exciting one to watch. But I'm backing the draw, yeah, as well. Okay, well, um, sure. Both these guys say it's going to be a draw. Um, and, and, you know, I can understand that, but I, I would hope it isn't. And I know while a draw at this stage, uh, two teams in, in decent form, it might not be the worst result for either side, but I just, I just feel like both teams have to, have to give it a go. And I think Graham Potter will do that. I, I think he would. Uh, I have seen change since, um, since he's come in and taken over uh, Thomas Tuchel's side. Chelsea have just been vibrant. Um, uh, we've been good on the ball. Uh, we've looked, we've been more effective uh, in the final third. Yes, we haven't always scored the most goals, but we just look more deadly. Uh, you know, it's, it's not one-dimensional. We can go back, we can uh, pull a rabbit out of a hat. We have players who can do that. I think Manchester United have, have been impressive lately and they deserve credit, but I think Chelsea... Uh, under Graham Potts, who is yet to lose a game, I think Chelsea just might have in, might have enough just to edge the edge the tie. And I think with Obama Yang, we saw him rested ten minutes uh, coming last ten minutes coming on, and he looked lively. Uh, Amanda Broyers uh, looking fantastic up front. Ryan Sterling was rested, came on last couple of minutes as well. I think I think we'll see some changes. Uh, uh, Possible ringing the changes, and I think Chelsea will just do enough. I think to maybe it could just one nil, or you know, I think it'll be a close affair. But I think Chelsea to collect maximum points in this in this game. Um, yeah, I actually think it could be like that. It, it could go that way, but at the same time, um, could be a draw. We want to know what you think. So to our listeners. <clears throat> tell us, uh, you know, just tell us uh, who do you think is going to win this game? Will it be Chelsea? Will it be Manchester United? Uh, or will it be another draw? Uh, will it be another stalemate between the sides? Let us know what you think. Um, uh, leave a comment and, 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 and just share your thoughts. And if your comment impresses our panel of judges and hits the target, we will credit your accounts with a 200 rand betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bet. So please let us know who's going to win this game. Is it going to be Chelsea, Manchester United, or is it going to be a draw? Uh, moving on to Sunday's action now and Leeds United host Fulham. It's not a game that uh, I'm too excited to watch. Uh, there's a lot of three o'clock kickoffs on Sunday, um, and this is this is not the one. I mean, Leeds last week against Arsenal, they will feel ex- extremely hard done by that result. Um, they that second half against Arsenal, they looked the better team. Also, the penalty miss. The, the penalty miss. I mean, Bamford will be kicking himself after missing out on such a long uh, time frame at the club finally getting his chance and missing from the spot. That's a big confidence knock, but I'm sure he will want to get back onto that field as soon as he can. Uh, he's always kind of been that player that can punch up a bit at the bigger teams. Uh, this is not a bigger team now. They're playing Fulham. Fulham also have their man up front uh, who's been back after a small injury in Alexander Mitrovic. Um, so they've got some punching power in the front of the park. But I feel like both of these teams defensively need a bit of assistance. Um, they haven't looked that great. Uh, but I can't edge a winner here. I feel like maybe both teams to score is the market to look at. Um, and that, that would be my play. 
Yeah. I, I, w- I would actually agree with that. But Benela, I was just going to ask you, both teams to score in this fixture looks a certainty. A certainty, yeah. I'll go both teams to score also. Okay, and moving along, uh, Aston Villa uh, host Brentford, who come into this game of a creditable draw against Chelsea. Yeah, uh, like we said last week, Uti, there's a lot of pressure on uh, on Aston Villa. You know, there's a lot of pressure on Steven Gerrard. They need to get going. You know, they've spent a lot of money. They've got your Coutinho's and your big players. They need to get going. And games like this, this is where we're going to judge them. You know, if you fail to win games like this against your uh, your, your Brentfords and, and things like that, then it becomes a problem. You know, it becomes a big problem. You know, so... Yeah, it, it won't be easy, but this is a type of fixture that they have to win. This is a win at, at, at all costs, and for that, I'll go for Villa. I think Villa can can edge it, like like you said, with the Chelsea one against United. It's going to be a close affair, but I think they just can can get one over the line. It's going to be a close game, though. Look, I don't know what we, we at the time of recording, um, Fulham and Aston Villa haven't played as yet uh, tonight, and... I think if Villa can get a positive result away at Craven Cottage tonight, uh, if you look at the next fixture, they can get a result playing at home. Um, yeah, I think I'd have to back Villa based on tonight's results. I'd like to see the game tonight. Yeah. Um, and then I think they see can they kick on from there. Yeah. Well, Josh, I'm going to stay with you because uh, it's Arsenal uh, are up next and they travel to St. Mary's to take on Southampton. Yeah, Southampton edged the victory midweek. Um, Shea Adams, you, that guy in the air, uh, even though he isn't the tallest of players, he seems to just find himself in excellent uh, situations. Um, yeah, these are the kind of fixtures that like you'd expect Arsenal to win. Um, I know Arsenal have looked a different side than the recent oh, Arsenal can make a mistake in this fixture. Um, but so- Southampton also... They blow out and cold throughout the season. Uh, that's that's their forte. They are middle of the pack. They never towards the bottom. They never towards the top. Um, but you have to pick up three points from from them. Uh, going away hasn't been the easiest for Arsenal, um, but they have been grinding out some victories. Uh, the midweek fixture uh, last week against Bodo Glimt, they hadn't won. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh, Manelli? Because I'm I'm thinking of what um, Jesse said about Bodo Glimt and. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, just to let the listeners know, uh, Jesse was saying that Bodo Glimt and who was the other team? Leeds. Bodo Glimt and Leeds were two tougher fixtures than facing Liverpool and Tottenham. Mm. Uh, so yeah. please, guys, that's, if you see Jesse Arsenal online, right if you see hey. Jesse online, just uh, you need to talk some sense into him. <laughs> but, but anyway, getting back to the fixture. Um, yeah, I feel like Arsenal have showed that they can grind out some results away from home, even if they don't look the better team. Uh, you can't always have Lady Luck on your side. I mean, Leeds should have put away penal- a penalty. They should have put away numerous chances um, so that they Arsenal need to improve a bit more when they get to this game. Um, but uh, this is three points for Arsenal. Yeah. But earlier we've said, uh, you know, Liverpool, obviously, to beat Nottingham. There was a banker. We labelled it a banker. We labelled the Leeds Fulham. Both teams to score as a banker. Um, surely we're including that Arsenal 6-10. to 10 in. You have to. I mean, this the 6-10 to 10, all day, any day. You have to. This one is is, is, is the type of game where, where you include in all multiples. That's how confident I am. So I think this one. And, and it's got value too. I mean, 6-10, to 10, I think that's that's good value. Yeah, and um, so let's look at this next game, which should be, which is normally a, 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 an eye-catching 
matchup. It's 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 normally a cracking contest, but it just isn't the case. It's it's wolves who look toothless, and the foxes have no bite. Uh, it's wolves against Leicester City. Banker draw. <laughs> <laughs> a banker draw. Banker draw. But uh, this is the type of game where I also can't separate the two teams. I mean, if if I'm saying Leicester, I'm, I'm saying I'm I'm backing them based on what. If I'm backing Wolves, I'm backing them based on what. I can't separate yeah. the two teams. I think um, if if you're a punter that like um, those goals and and things like that, maybe um, in under two point five goals, I don't yeah. see goals um, in this game. So yeah, I think a draw also is a big runner in this one. I can't separate the two teams. I I, I can't back them um, until they change uh, the current form. So neither team can be backed on current form. Yeah, I think the under 2.5 market is actually pretty good. Um, they Both teams have struggled to find the back of the net, even though Wolves, even though Wolves have signed a Diego, Diego Costa, Costa who yeah. was supposed to come in. And, okay, it, it hasn't been a, a good number of fixtures, but yeah. uh, watched the game midweek and he, he squandered a couple of chances. Yeah, he's um, past his prime. Yes, yeah, he, is. he squandered a couple of chances. Um, yes, I see him elevating the team, uh, getting them a bit more motivated. He might bring a different aspect to the team right now. <coughs> Uh, and that's why they got a yeah. result. But, uh, and at the same time, looking at Leicester, oh, Rogers is in for it. Um, I, uh, I think I said it last week. I don't know how he still has his job. Um, the fans, they sing in, in, in the home stadium songs of him leaving the, t- the club. Uh, yeah. But somehow he still remains. Sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is the under 2.5. That's my play. Uh, I don't know whether there's some one team could edge draw. But I, I wouldn't be able to tell. I think Costa will give them nothing. You know, that's that's the type of player. Um, same same like um, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's the type of players that should be playing in the MLS now. You know, the pre- uh, the pre- no, <laughs> honestly, if if they still want to, well, we might get Ronaldo in January at Chelsea. And he'll still give you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, players like that need to be playing in the MLS. You know, um, the Premier League gets very tough. You know, um, when, when you've passed your best, when you at that age. You can't be competing um, week week in week out in, in, mm. in this league. Uh, we we have to be honest. You know, um, MLS is there waiting for you. You'll be top scorer and you'll be loved there. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I just I look. It's I don't want to drift off in, into a different yeah. debate altogether. But look, there's certain players. I I just think if you have the mindset, you protect your body. We've seen guys like Thiago Silva. We've seen uh, uh, the Wolves players, in fact, Jao um, mm. uh, uh, Martinho. He's quite a he's quite of age now. If you protect yourself, you know you look after yourself. You train well. Yeah, you can still uh, the, and there's even if there's uh, um, even if you've done a lot of mileage, there's still plenty in the tank. So, mm. uh, but that's just a different debate altogether. Uh, let's talk about Sunday's final game. This is a this is a cracking contest, no doubt about it. Uh, Tottenham host Newcastle United. Yeah, it's definitely a good game. Uh, I think. Um I suppose they, they, they are a team that 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 that's there or thereabout. I was very surprised actually when I heard their coach after the United defeat, um, Antonio Conte saying, um, you could see a team that um, did a good transfer uh, business. Uh, you know, says United, the levels are not the same, and I was like shocked because he made so many signings. Um, and we even said, um, after those signings, they title contenders. You know. Mm. Yes, I know you didn't sign players like your Casemiro's and, and names like that, but I still think um, Spurs made a lot of signings. So I saw that in a way um, as, a, as an excuse um, from, from Ukonte because I still think he's assembled a, a very good squad. He's just been let down by 
players like your son, you know, um, they haven't really um, hit the ground running. I know he's got the hat trick, and we all started buzzing, saying he's back, but he really hasn't been the son that that was chasing for top scorer. Even with Harry Kane, he hasn't been the Kane that's scoring everything, you know. And players like Richarlison injured and Kuliseski injured, you know, those are the things up front that have let him down. That's why Spurs haven't scored um, as much goals as they would have loved. But up against the Newcastle side, you know, this is a team that have lost once um, this season. You know, uh, they've been fantastic, fantastic. But yeah, I think um, it, it's a tough ask, especially going into um, against Spurs, you know, playing away from home. Newcastle are capable. Big Both teams to score is a certainty here. So I'll go for value and say both teams to score and Spurs win. Look, I think uh, it's a good bet. Um, one thing I have to disagree a little bit with, Harry Kane has been scoring. He's on nine goals already uh, in, I think, uh, Tottenham's 10 fixtures that they've played. Um, scoring but, penalties. <laughs> <laughs> and, and missing a couple. And miss, Well, he missed <laughs> his first one in a good, yeah. good uh, <clears throat> amounts of tries. Um, but yeah, he has been scoring goals. Uh, but on a whole, I think it's a little bit more difficult for him to hit the straps that he did last season. Um, and there was a bit of a... a, a a change over in hands and he still maintained his form a bit. But the way that they, I think they're more cemented in Conte's play now, it's a lot more defensive. They'd have to try and do it on the counter. Um, all of this same redundant things that we say about Conte and his teams, because that's the way it, it is. Um, one thing we did say in the beginning of the season, Tottenham are probably title contenders with the business that they did, the way they finished off last season. Well, we asked um, the question. We didn't say that. <laughs> Not all of us, at least. Well, there were a fair, fair few of publications yeah. as well as people that we do know yeah. uh, ranting and raving about this. I personally also felt that they had a bit of uh, a chance at it, um, but yeah. they haven't taken it. When it came when it comes to playing against the big teams, they had to cheat. Their, uh, let me not say cheat. They struggled their way through um, the Chelsea fixture 2-2. They lost to Arsenal 3-1. They now lost to Tottenham 2-0. They're lucky that they got the, I think it was the Man City fixture postponed um, because that would have been a difficult one for them as well. Uh, so they haven't they haven't lived up to it. Um, it's not looking as promising in the Champions League. They've lost some fairly important fixtures. Um, not to say that they're out of it. They probably will progress. Yeah. But coming back to this fixture against Newcastle United, um, they are playing at home and they haven't lost at home yet. Um, they yeah. do look 100% solid. Record. Yes, they do look solid at home. Uh, last season, I know it was towards the end of the season, they thumped Newcastle 5-1. Um, so I think Tottenham do get the victory here. But Newcastle, I have to give them all the praise. I think that uh, the, 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 the win against United, oh, sorry, the draw against United, rather, sorry, was was unlucky for them not to get a, a, um, a win. Uh, they look qual- they look quality uh, defensively when they are at home. Rather, they look a bit better, but on the road, it, that's a bit of, a bit suspect. But out of all of these new projects that we see, like at Arsenal, like at United, uh, I think Eddie Howe is the most underrated one. I think he he is definitely bringing that squad. I think almost like how we did say it when the new ownership came in, but almost like how Pellegrini did um, with Man City. Yeah, uh, they're definitely going to elevate their game as well. So, but but coming back to what I think Tottenham do in this game. Well, um, we wrap up the game week with the Monday night fixture. Um, West Ham should um, get the job done against Bournemouth, surely. Definitely, I think Banker Banker 
um, this this week. You start the week with the banker. West Ham all day, any day. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, West Ham did have a good couple of chances against Liverpool. Bowen, unfortunately, I can't say miss a penalty, but Allison did save the penalty. Um, they still created some chances against Liverpool uh, and against Bournemouth. We can we can start Monday off nicely with a banker. Well, that's it from us. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to Hit the Target Premier League uh, edition. Uh, please let us know um, who you think is going to win the big clash between Chelsea against Manchester United at Stamford Bridge. And if your comment impresses our panel of judges and hits the target, we will credit your accounts with a 200 and betting voucher. That's all, that's all from us. Thanks, guys.